We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Sam, listeners, Lightyear's podcast, do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. Wow, that's amazing. That way you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open up a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment and made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. I feel like I'm more mad with the Warriors right now than I am with um, with the Blazers. Like you double Dame all night, and then you just let him go one on one in Dame time. Like you know he's gonna make that shot. What are you doing? What what is that? And then that that last play was just quintessential. Like we need everyone to touch the ball and have Steph run off 14 actions to get the ball in an awkward position where I can't remember, was it Wiggins or was it, uh, was it Lee who was trying to duck in as Steph was trying to dive and then just essentially brought their defender over to Steph. I don't know. Andy, you there? Yes, sir. Oh, well, was that the most frustrating game of the season? Uh, <laughs> I feel like you ask me that after every game, and it gets funnier every game. I'm tired, man. It, it was a f- I'm tired. <laughs> you know what the frustra- most frustrating part is that you could see it coming from a mile away? At least things were frustrating because things were fresh and new, like newly frustrating in the beginning of the season. You're like, you know, they shouldn't have lost this game. I'm pissed. Let's not ha- make it happen again. But then at this point, Sam, was there any point during the game where you were like, you know, if they lose this game, I'd be shocked. Like you, like I felt like throughout the game, they win, fine. They lose, yeah, I saw that coming too. Like nothing would surprise me at this point with this team. And I mean, honestly, they play like shit. Portland play like shit. Both teams play terrible. That's, I thought both teams actually, deserve to lose. That's actually what's more frustrating about this. I <laughs> thought Portland looked terrible. Um, Awful. 
We got a lot to get to here. I was just talking about this right before you came on. So I feel like the Warriors deserve to lose because that late game execution was disgusting. Um, one, let's start with Dame shot. Why are you not doubling him? You doubled him all game and you're going to let him go one-on-one on the last shot. What was that all about? Uh, I, you know, I don't know what Steve Kerr, maybe Steve Kerr called for a double and, and they didn't like, here's the difference, right? Dame got the ball. Everybody got out the way. He shot the three. Right. Tough, right. Tough shot, right. With the Warriors, you got Steph as the ball. Then I don't know whether it's Steph or not, or Draymond or whatever. He, some one guy setting up a screen and then he sets the screen. He gives it up and he comes back and, and gets the ball back. Right. And then two people are still on him. Well, you're just like, I mean, just let him go. <laughs> Let Steph go ISO. So that's the difference. I thought that was a big difference. Pretty annoying. Yeah, so that was actually – that was literally going to be my second point. So <laughs> let's talk about that. The Warriors' final possession, uh, the one where Draymond got the charge, probably shouldn't have been a charge, but they're not overturning it because it's Adam Silver's NBA. And, um, you know, just any any sort of, like, just good officiating is not allowed. But anyway, that's a different commentary. Um they, they they go quintessential Warriors with like 14 off-ball screens, Steph running in circles to try to get open. And I just don't know why they're doing that because Steph gets the ball. He's trying to drive. I can't remember who it was on the Warriors. Might have been Baysmore, might have been Lee, might have been Wiggins. Ducks in, brings their defender over. Then Steph doesn't know where to go with the ball. And that's where you lead to the pass out to Draymond. Yeah. And my whole thing is like, let the man go one, just go one, four flat, right? Just like let him go one-on-one in this state because no one on Portland can guard him. Like, right. you know, this isn't the, uh, this isn't the Lakers. They're not putting, you know, KCP with LeBron as help or something on him. Like it, it's not a good defensive team. Just make sure you get Steph in a one-on-one with like literally anyone on the other team and just go. Yep. Um, I agree. There's uh, it, they they overcomplicated, especially for a game like this. I think like against teams like maybe Charlotte, you know, San Antonio, some of those teams where you're like you, they're lesser defensive teams. I should say Charlotte, right? Like lesser defensive teams, Washington, Chicago earlier this season, where you're like, you know, you can run the offense, get other guys involved, get Ubre, Wiggins, get those guys to feel good about themselves, right? But a game like this, like you know, Portland inside and out. You know, Portland inside and out. You're 19 and 16 coming into this game. You've got the Suns on a back-to-back, which at this point is probably a loss, right? So you're like, you need this win tonight because at least then you can split these two going into the All-Star break. Feel good about yourself. So you, maybe you change up the game plan, and I blame this on Steve Kerr. Maybe you change up the game plan, Sam, and say, you know, let's get, let's let Steph make it easy for him to get 40 tonight, and they get the win and get the fuck out of there. But instead, they do the same thing that they've always done, and that's the frustrating part. It's like you do the same thing over and over, and you just make it harder than yourself than it should be. Yeah, and throwing away these winnable games against vulnerable opponents is is really what's frustrating here. Like, I wouldn't call this a particularly great Steph game. He had an amazing first no. half. He had a terrible um, third – not even terrible. Like, just a poor third quarter. You know, he looked tired at the end. There's no other way to put it. He looked tired down the stretch, right? Yeah, he did. Uh, he did. He made a he made a couple big shots. Layups missed. It just seems like they were layups missed. But um, the the third quarter was probably the fatigue to me. Um, that that where I was just like, Ugh. he looks a little worn out there. And you watch him defensively. He's trying so hard. He spent the 
the entire first half trying to guard every single player. Um, and, and that kind of wears on you. Not many superstars in the league just plays defense that hard for a whole game or like for a whole season. So uh, that was starting to wear him. And then the, the other part is that he's running around off the ball and on the ball all game long, right? And he had what, Sam, like 35 tonight? <laughs> he had 35 tonight? 35 he did. He had 35 on 28 shots. He was, yeah. uh, he was 13 for 28. Um, in the first half, he was 9 for 15. So yeah. 4 for 13 in the second half. Um, I don't even know if the, the Blazers change up coverage on him that much. Like The thing with Steph is, at a certain point, it's, it's on him because he makes – BS shots over great defense and he misses open shots randomly. So at a certain point, I think it was on him there a little bit. Um, I want to get, I want to get back to the point though. Like I'm just watching this game and, you know, we've drilled this point in and I don't know, you know, we'll probably say it another 35 times before the end of the season. You're just seeing like a lack of talent around stuff. Like, and let's do, let's start here. Andrew Wiggins, what do you think of his game tonight? Is he tired or is he hurt or is he just someone that's just not going to go to the rack? Because he had one play in the game where he, Sam, he went to the rack, drew a foul, and it looked so easy. And then he hasn't done that in the previous like two weeks where you're just like, it's not that hard to go to the hole, man. And, and he's just out here shooting, you know, step back to the left, step back to the right. And then he's shooting like pull up threes. He made a couple in the fourth, which was nice, but. Like, what are we doing here? Just go to the hole. Like, who's blocking you, right? Um, so that, that was frustrating with with Wiggins, but keep going. I was gonna, and I was also going to say, like, we've now got a substantial amount of Wiggins footage with the Warriors. We got the second half of last year and, um, you know, 36 games this season. Um, he just – I don't think that's changing. I don't think – like, that's not a uh, – uh, like a skill deficiency thing. I just don't think he likes contact, to be honest. Like, I don't think he likes driving to the rim. Like, he's not Russell Westbrook. Um, I think he just, like, by default, when he feels the defense, his instinct is, like, fake inward and then just fade away every time. That's, like, that's just who he is, right? Like, so we should just take what he is as, you know, I, I don't want to say with a grain of salt, but it's just kind of like, He's playing well above average defense, and that's better than we could ask for. But his offense, I don't know that it's changing. I don't know that, like, there's some magic button the coaching staff can push to make him well, a little more aggressive, right? Well, yeah, no, no, there is not. The, the magic button is that you get Clay Thompson back on the court next season, so you just have a shooter. And so maybe Wiggins will just, instead of he has him, a couple like, more open lanes, gets just yep. a couple easy layups. Yep. But, like, yeah, he's, he's not going to give you the uh, – the 12 free throw, like Dwayne Wade, just like you knock me down, I keep going type of game. Like that's just not who Andrew Wiggins is. I mean, like even Kelly Oubre is more fit to do that than, than Andrew Wiggins. And it's like the problem here is just he's been paid 30 million plus. Like if you get the guy $14 million, then, you know, right, right. as annoyed. Yeah, I'm with you. But uh, yeah, I'm with you, though. The contact one is such a great point because it's just. You know, you see this a little bit with James Wiseman, too. Where James ah, Wiseman, good. I was going to say that. <laughs> yeah. I, now, I think James Wiseman is that he just might not be strong enough. Um, and right. So, it's, it's, I'm just teenager yeah. who doesn't, like, have full control of his limbs at this point. <laughs> yeah, like, a little too soft right now. But, like, Wiggins a grown man. Like, come on, man. He's, like, 25. By the way, I just rewatched the Draymond after Steph missed a three. Draymond airballed a, a tip layup from a foot away. <laughs> 
<laughs> How the fuck is that possible? Um, anyway, yeah. Anyway, we're we're who else were we talking about? We talked about Wiggins being. being we're, we're gonna, let's talk about Wiseman in a minute, but I just want to shout out everyone who's here. We see you all uh, over a hundred people in the locker room right now. We're gonna get to questions in like five or so minutes, and um, every one of you who has a Fitz avatar. Jesus. I appreciate you. If anything, I would appreciate you guys to all troll me and change all your pictures to fits. Um, all right, let's get to James Wiseman here. Um, so on the positives, I did see him trying. There was that one play in the third quarter where he boxed out Enos Cantor and Draymond. Like the, the, the only good thing about no fans is the hot mic. And like Draymond is good for at least two hot mic things a game, right? And – Draymond just hyping him up. He's like, yeah, yeah. He's just going off about how, how, how hyped. And, and you know that's a point of emphasis because everyone's aware of the fact, like, Wiseman's a little soft for a big man at this point, right? Like, yeah. he, he's got all this skill. He has, obviously, the athleticism and the size. But they just want to see him do the basics of being a big man. Like, the, the stuff that Kayvon Looney does, which is, like, put a body on a man and get a rebound, right? Like, <laughs> He, he just and and so he only played 11 minutes tonight they were chasing the win they didn't get it um but uh overall where are you at with this game tonight yeah tough one for him I, I feel bad because I think uh because he looks like he's mentally pretty down um on himself and this kind of started in the beginning of the season and uh it's gotten progressively worse where I think like even when he gets a dunk he looks he just looks unhappy up out there uh, gets a rebound. He's unhappy. Uh, I think he needs more positive encouragement. Look, man, he, he <laughs> as much as it's good to kind of yell at someone and and when they're better, they're going to feel like after the fact, you know, I, I feel good because this person yelled at me or whatever. Right. I do feel like there's a, some part of positive encouragement that this kid needs right now because he looks unhappy when he's playing basketball out there. Like, I don't even, I don't know if I care about the mistakes that he's making. Cause I think you and I like, are just going to be like, you look, he's going to make mistakes, but at least play, at least like go out there and play with some passion and some joy, <laughs> some joy. I can't believe I'm saying it, but with some joy, because you know, it's, it's a bad, it's a basketball game, man. Go out there and enjoy playing basketball. And it doesn't seem like he's doing that. And I think that makes me sad. Um, and, and I think that hurts the way he plays too, because every time he makes a mistake, Dame drives by him and draws a foul. He looks unhappy. And it's like, Big Jim, it's okay. It's Damian Lillard. He's going to draw a foul on you. Uh, this is why the Big a- Jim nickname is the best nickname ever. Because you can't get mad when someone's like, Big Jim, just just hang in there. It's okay. You know? Hang like, in there, yeah. It's not as bad. Um, I'm with you. He's, But uh, it doesn't take a genius to be like he's, uh, he's clearly overthinking Perfect. everything. Like, he needs to just have that one big game. He needs to have that, like, I scored 20 points in 20 minutes type of game just to like calm down because right now he's pressing. It's very obvious he's pressing. Um, and it's worse with a rookie to see the pressing. I want to, I want to cut to a quote right now. We got Steve Kerr on the post game going and Andy, you're going to, okay. you're going to enjoy this one. Are you still in the room? Yeah, I'm here. I don't know. Well, this is great. Um, we need more scoring from anyone other than Steph. I see that. Yeah. You know, my, my thing is maybe he should do something about it. 
And it, this is obviously a Phil Jackson play. I know that's what you're going to say. <laughs> it's like he's playing some mind games and saying maybe some guys can step up here. But my thing is, like, maybe put some guys in positions where they do that. Sam, you know who you know who are the best two playmakers on the bench right now? Off the bench in the second unit? Who, who would you say? Uh, Damian Lee. Which <laughs> I really don't want to say that. but like, Oh, my God. And wants a Scott Anderson. Actually, I might throw an Eric Pascal too. Oh, um, my God. You're, I mean, you're right. Go ahead. I, don't, I wasn't thinking of those guys, but you're right. Who are you going to say? <laughs> well, it is Damian Lee and Juan Descal- It's JTA, who, who are kind of the smartest. Like, JTA, best playmaker, passer. Damian Lee, best can, shooter. He could, he could consider two things at the same time, which is just a big upgrade <laughs> from a lot of the guys. Well, like, it should be Eric Pascal and Andrew Wiggins. Right. That's yeah. who it should be. But, like, it's not. Like, those guys are addicted to shooting 18-foot mid-range jump shots. And because, like, they don't know what the offense is. The offense is designed around executing these plays that Andre Godala, Steph Curry, and, and Sean Livingston and Clay Thompson, Draymond can do. But they're not really meant to be for Wanamaker and Pascal and Wiggins, right? So isn't that the problem? Yeah, and I want to I wanna get I want to go a little macro view on here, okay? Warriors go 15 for 42 from three, okay? And Steph Curry is five of those five for 14, which is not a good night. Steph was chucking a little bit. And you and I both know there's no amount of threes that Steph can take. That's too many. Um, on, on the, on the blazer side, they, they, they actually shot worse from three, but I feel like because they shot more threes, they got better looks inside. I, and in general, they just have better shooting on the floor, you know? Like and that's one thing I'm looking at with the Warriors. I, this is a roundabout way to going, which is like I'm looking at the Blazers and like Covington is an average shooter, but he takes threes. Um, Gary Trent Jr. is a good shooter; he couldn't yes. get shots tonight. Carmelo Anthony obviously can shoot the ball. Uh, Nasir Little, Rodney Hood, Anthony Simons; these are all limited players who can shoot the ball, but they can shoot the ball. The Warriors have maybe more athleticism and defense going, but like. Just, I mean, do we need to get on Draymond again? Two for five tonight? <laughs> one one three-pointer that he made? Like, they need more than five points out of Draymond. Sorry. Like, Kemp Bazemore had 12 points. I don't know that, like, you can realistically ask for Bazemore to do more than that, right? Like, you can ask Wiggins to give you more than 14 points. But, like, we go down this list here. I'm just looking at the Warriors roster. I'm like, Outside of Draymond, who I think has an obligation to be a better offensive player than what he's been, I don't know where the scoring's coming from on this roster. Yeah, uh, um, Draymond, after I tweeted that he had two points, uh, made a three, and then decided to go to the hole at the end of the game and and then drew a foul, not a foul. Uh, There was one possession, Sam, where Draymond had the ball and they had this defender behind him. He could have went to the hole and decided not to and then kind of did his thing, threw it to Benny's base more, bricked the three. And then there was another play where Draymond forced the ball to Wiseman for a lob, which is pretty standard, right? And Wiseman couldn't finish where you're like, well, you could just shoot the five footer. You're right. Here's another thing. I think. And Fernie Simons tonight, who's in the dunk contest. Did you know that? Pretty, I uh, did. Yeah. Six, three. I, I guess he's a, not only is he a shooter, he's also a dunker. He's who, talented. Uh, yeah. He's got some talent. I know he's super young. He didn't play in college, right? Like he joined some Academy before actually playing. Um, my point is I'm that probably didn't wear a suit to his interview. <laughs> that's where I'm trying to get right because he went to IMG Academy. Uh, he was drafted uh, 24th pick in the first round, so about where the Warriors have been drafting in that ish late 20s area. 
Um, and after a few seasons, Anthony Simons is a rotation player. And I would like to see that from the players that the Warriors have drafted over the years. And maybe a player that the Warriors have drafted last year, right? Like someone like Jordan Poole, which I'm not a fan of. But if you're going to draft someone, you should at least develop them to be a rotation player the way that Simons is off the off the bench. Not that he was amazing tonight, but he's, he's a basketball player. So it would be Saeed, nice. Said in the chat throws out, and I apologize if I mispronounced your name, my friend. I just, you know, it's a Persian thing. Uh, <laughs> throws in, throws in, uh, drafting Evans over Trent. Yeah, it's a, yeah, correct, it's a correct point. It's a correct Obvious point. Like, one, yeah, they had a, you know, the the thing isn't that they're missing on superstars at like twenty eight, twenty nine. It's that they're missing on guys who are NBA players. Yeah, like. I'm not, I'm not expecting, like, like, I mean, I've brought up, you know, Sharp make fun of me for bringing up Keldon Johnson, but like Keldon Johnson is in the NBA and he's probably going to be in the NBA for the next decade. I'm not sure Jordan Poole will be in the NBA for the next decade. And we can keep going down the line and it gets to the same point, the Warriors, like Steve Kerr can say, we need guys who can score the ball. And you and I can criticize him for his, um, some of his tactics, but it, on on the other level, I'm looking at this roster. I'm like, it would really help if they weren't carrying five terrible players who they feel obligated to carry because they drafted them. In other words, the front office did a better job at evaluating talent period. <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. Um, so I, I think, you know, that's, that's one of the issues. Clay Thompson will solve some scoring issues next season. James Wiseman will, will. And, and spacing, but yes. Yeah, and, spa- and spacing and like, you know, James Wiseman will, will hopefully be, be better because he looks a little lost. I think Wiggins, Ubre was missed tonight, right? But then you're looking on the other side, you're like, Nurkic didn't play, CJ McCollum didn't play. Like, right. this is, a, you know, this is not, this is not anything. I feel like, I feel like you're willing to take an Ubre for McCollum and Nurkic <laughs> every time, right? Every yeah, ex- exactly. So you're like, the Warriors should have won this game. We'll end it here. Let's get to some callers because uh, they should have won this game. I don't know if they choked it away. This is who they've been all season, Sam. So like, I don't think we were surprised by this. Less frustrating because we're used to it. But uh, it you know, it's, it's fucking bullshit. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think I just want to throw this out there. I don't think it's acceptable to throw out the oh, Wiseman's only 19 and Clay's coming back next season excuse. Um, they should be better than that. If they're yep. light years ahead, they should do better than this. So mm, we'll keep it moving. We'll get to some callers. We appreciate you guys, everyone who's joined us. Hey, everyone. I wanted to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Steve personal cover art. Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of all that, we'll get you your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is you can get all of this for only $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge just for the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports experience. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com slash join. Check out the description box for this episode to find out more. That is bwhustle.com slash join. Look, no one's perfect. Even the best baseball players strike out with the bases loaded. The best golfers sometimes three-pot with the tournament on the line. So if you feel like you're coming up short in the bedroom sometimes, it's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, there are options. Go to roman.com slash lightyears now. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to getroman.com slash lightyears and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving your home. Complete an online visit today to connect with the doctor and take care of it. Go to getroman.com slash lightyears and get $15 off your first month. Look, there's a straightforward way to take care of your ED. Getroman.com slash lightyears. Get started now to save $15 off your first month of treatment. What do we got up? I did see TK's tweet. <laughs> I don't do TK slander. I don't slander any fellow Asians. So it's a, it's a rule of mine. All right, I'm going to move to the next person then. Okay. There we go. What's Ryan. Up, Ryan, what's up, man? Um, I, I'm not really too pissed about this loss simply <laughs> because this is not a real NBA roster. It's <laughs> If we're being honest, I mean, look at the bench. How many NBA players are coming off the bench right now? Like, legit NBA players. It's Kent Bazemore. I think that's it, right? Am I missing one? <laughs> <laughs> um i mean we can get into this but your point stands <laughs> i mean yeah i can't really be too mad about this loss and if, if the warriors are serious about contending next year like you guys were talking about they got to hit between the margins they have to have actual role players i mean we are are you saying we need to do better than brad wanamaker i am saying yes you need to do better than brad wanamaker <laughs> All right, let me ask you this. I'm going to ask you this before we, we get ready, we, we get we get off the ground. Let's say they don't make a big trade. Let's say they're running back Steph, Clay, Draymond, Wiggins. They keep Ubre. They they have Wiseman on the roster. What what are you looking at? Like highest priority for them? Um, another guy that could create his own shot because I'm looking at this team right now. Steph can create his own shot. 
that's about it. You know who else can create their own shot? Um, Lamelo Ball. It's a fair point, and you and I would agree with you. No matter what they we're, do, we're not doing this tonight. They we're can't not. enter the roster next year with just like the only player who can take a defender off the dribble is Steph Curry. Exactly. And, so, yeah. right. Appreciate you, Ryan. We're keeping yes, it. Ryan. Loyal caller, by the way. He's been on like every time. I love it. It's awesome. Yo. <laughs> what's what's going up, on, Sam and Andy? Hey, what's up, man? Hey, man. Hey, man. TK throws that slander on Andy every now and again. Man, you should feel free to take a shot once in a while. I heard uh, you your name on one of his podcasts. So I know he does. To, yeah, feel free to fire some shots there. Um, but no, this is, I, I agree with Ryan there. This is not a game to be too upset about. They're on the road. They clearly suck on the road. They're, they're a relatively young team given the fact that Clay's not out there um, and just the lack of full-on NBA playership that you guys have been citing. Um, what do we expect? Do we expect them to be a 500 team on the road? Well, then they should win this game. They're a sub-500 team. They're four under right now. They're probably going to stay somewhere in that range, if not more. So they got to they, they just got to find a way to, to eke some of these wins out. And it's, you know, it's it's just bullshit on the roster construction. I mean, they got to wait for Travis Schlink to get fired. He's the next one to get fired in Atlanta. Bring him back. Find some people that we can freaking bring in again because we were better when we had Schlank here at finding people. Let's go light years ahead and drive him to come back because we know he's getting fired in the office. So going, going, light years, going light years ahead means going backwards and finding the same dudes we had in the past. That's right. That's right. Because light years ahead, <laughs> we ain't light years ahead. That's over. Light years is dead. Put a grave on it. Do the LeBron 3-1 thing. It's dead. Light years is dead. We ain't that might be, shit. Should we make that our new intro? Just so we get it. Light years is dead. <laughs> Um, well, no, you guys are you guys fucking rock, but like <laughs> Joe Lacob's light years is fucking dead. Oh, that's a great, that's a great. Fucking I, I, appreciate, I appreciate John. Have a good night, man. <laughs> I didn't realize I was up here. What's up? Uh, we already have the next guy on, Sam. We should. Who, who is it? Batumi, there. Yeah. Hello. Okay. I, I What's up, brother? Yeah, and then you guys right, yeah, it seems like you had some technical difficulties, but don't worry well, about what you got for us. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just like in the few. I'm not a Warriors fan, but I follow them a bit to support Steph and my good friend Damian Lee. Um, shout out Damian Lee. And I, I don't know. My my one takeaway from the game is I just find Draymond so annoying. Like the whole game, you know, he's like afraid to shoot. And then there was a Spurs game. And then tonight, like, I'm not mad about the charge call. It's like, like, really, like, this is the time you're going to, like, get out of your, your like, uh, scaredy cat mode. And, and now you want to try it to drive the hoop. Just, like, get it back to Steph. I don't know. That's that's my one take from the game. Just, like, get it to Steph. Okay. So, I, Andy, I'm going to let you take this one on. But uh, I feel like we've talked about this where, yeah, it's cool Draymond hit that three down the stretch and tried to make a play on the end. And let's be honest, that was a blocking foul. That wasn't a that wasn't a charge. Yes. But the NBA refs aren't going to overturn that. And nope. it's more like why did it take you till the end of the game to put shots up, right? Yeah, it's like what? Who who the fuck is blocking you at the rip? Who is stopping Draymond from taking every single? You know, Kevon Looney shot two um, wide open six foot. I don't know. I don't know what you call them. They're not jumpers because he ain't jumping. 
They're not really floaters either. They're just they're, not, they're just they're just things. Fucking things, yeah. That, things that don't go in the in the in the freaking basket. Uh, he missed both of them, clanked them. But like you know, at least he shot them. And he's not he's not an NBA offensive player. And then you, after that missed layup. But then you look at Draymond and you're like, dude, look, I get it. Great offensively, great passer, high IQ. You know, good leader. The defense is awful without him. So like, cool. yeah, obviously cool. value. But yes, twenty five million dollars. You can't shoot a five foot floater, Sam. Ten points. Give us ten. Like it's like asking your kid to give you like, like to get an A in PE. Like it's the fucking easiest subject <laughs> in in high school. Get just get I was an A. Say, I, so I don't have kids, but I'm at the age where friends have kids, and it's like watching them negotiate food with them, or they're like trying to feed them, and they won't they won't take it in the mouth. It's like just eat Pause. the the. the... <laughs> All right, we're gonna keep moving. <laughs> I did you're, like the analogy, but I couldn't. You're help a monster. You're a monster. I couldn't help myself. Ricky, what is up, my man? Oh man, I, it's a depressing night because you know I was watching some college basketball earlier. I saw UCLA lose the exact same way the Warriors did tonight. Ah oh, man, thanks for the therapy session, guys. Um, so um, I don't know. I guess my thoughts tonight are about you know Kevon Looney. Sometimes he looks good out there. Sometimes. It looks like he's moving with Ron Adams' hips out there. And, like, you know, I'm just wondering, you That's know, <laughs> I'm just wondering, you know, you know, how many year, more years do the Warriors, you know, decide we're going to keep him around? Or, you know, more maybe the question in general should be how many more years until he's out of the league because of those, um, because of his health? Oh. That that's a dark question. Yeah, I would not hope so. Um, but from a skill level, you know, he should be playing with the Warriors for a long time. Yeah, but the hips, like, I mean, I I think the better way to put it is he's not getting any better, right? That that's probably the the thing you'd say about Kevon Looney. Like, he's not getting any better than this. Um, this is probably the best that he ever will be. Um, and like, I don't think it's like skill deterioration because he's still relatively young. But like, he's not. He's not suddenly become a three-point shooter, which is what people were hoping for. Um, and he's not becoming like a post-up guy. He's not quick enough to become any of those. So, you know, I think he'll be in the league, but I don't, you know. you. I, I think the and I think the bigger issue is it's not that, you know, Looney is deteriorating as much as he's probably one of the five best players on this roster and he shouldn't be one of the five best. Like, a lot of our Looney, a lot of the frustration with Looney would be less of a frustration if he was in his natural role, which is, you know, 10 to 15 minutes a game off the bench as a backup big who does his thing in a lineup that has two to three guys who can create their own shot. And his job is really just to rebound and move the ball, right? Yeah. And you hope yeah. James Wiseman is that guy moving forward. So I think that's that's at least the, the plan for the next 10 years. <laughs> That's their plan. All right. We're going to keep moving. Thank you, Ricky. Appreciate you. Let's see. Oh, we got a good picture here. Joe Bucket. Joe, what's going on? This is a good picture. It's going good. Uh, I'm just freaking pissed off at Steve Kerr, honestly. Like, I don't understand. I don't understand why he didn't just call a timeout in our last possession. Like, actually call a good set, first off. And second off, also make sure that the guys know to double. I mean, I saw Marcus Thompson saying something about they didn't screen, and that's why Dane wasn't doubled. But I mean, you can you can 
find a good defensive set to double Dame, I feel like. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you guys can help me with that. No, you're right. I think the Warriors – so MT, MT's right. The Warriors were probably going to send a second guy if Dame went for a high pick and roll. But instead, he went ISO. So he put his man on an island. And, you know, Dame hit a tough-ass shot. But he can oh. do that. And, that. and that's like the difference between the Warriors and the Blazers. They put Dame in an ISO, a 1-4 flat. And the Warriors had Steph run off 14 screens with, like, all this cutesy action to try to get a shot, and it got blown up, right? It didn't work, so. They, they ran that double against Luka, too, remember, in Dallas, and they and they, they, they it didn't go well, right? Um, now, Dame is better than Luka, in my opinion. Dame should be the starter. Particularly, uh, at, uh, particularly at hitting um, yeah, isolation shots. shots. Yeah, yeah and, and really just shooting, right, and just shooting threes. Yes. So, but to me, it's like, yeah, that, that that sucked, but it's just the rest of the game that's really the most frustrating part with this team. And you can't even blame the refs, right, with the charge stuff. It's like, you guys play like – you guys were fouling the whole game. The whole game, the Warriors were fouling. Uh, every single player, nonstop. Yeah. And so, I, you know, it's it's all frustrating. But uh, I think end of the day, it's uh, it's it's the rest of the game. That's the, the entirety of the game. There's no part of the game. We started the podcast with this. There's no part of the game where I felt like, yeah, I'm not frustrated. This is going to be a win. <laughs> this is going to be a win. I, I take that back. No, they're, the first five minutes. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I was on the bike, so. There we right, go. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Big fan. Thank Appreciate you. you, Joe. Call on again. Right, Big Joe. Going. Will, what's going on, man? What's up, guys? Uh, frustrating loss. It's uh, kind of crazy. We revolutionized small ball. And then we had two players in our lineup in Looney and Draymond who can't shoot the ball at all at the same time. <laughs> Pretty insane. Um, it's just frustrating, man. I mean, this team, you know, we the bench has been talked about consistently. I was going to talk about that. Um, you know, it just sucks. We don't have a lot of NBA quality players on this bench. And you look at, you know, some of the guys we tried to develop. You know, Chris Boucher is doing big things for the Raptors. Kendrick Nunn, I mean, he's he's an NBA player off the bench. He can at least generate scoring. Yep. You know what I mean? So it's tough that we don't even have those guys. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm a I'm a Kerr defender. I think uh, I think some people in this chat can go a little hard on him at times because he did take us That's to. Fair. Let's be honest. I mean, the Warriors were not anything before Kerr, you know, really came in here and kind of took us to that next level. But I really questioned a lot of the decisions he made tonight. Um, just tough. I don't know how you can play Looney and Draymond at the same time. I just don't think that's a recipe for success at all. And uh, here's the last thing I'll leave you guys with after that venting sesh was if salaries were not an issue and you could bring back only one player between Ubre and Wiggins, who would you bring back? And I think my answer would be Ubre because he at least goes to the hole when his shot's not falling. Wiggins, I mean, every time he sells for one of those shots, it's just like – you're the most athletic guy on the floor. You got to get to the rim at some point. Whew, hell of a, a lot of great points by uh, by Will. Also, the uh, I can I can hear the the sadness in his voice. It hurt it hurt me. <laughs> I'm hella sad, bro. There <laughs> <laughs> me, man. Jesus, well, great well, fucking call. Will, thanks thanks for calling in. We appreciate it. I'm gonna take your call. I'm gonna take your question. So yeah. All right, Andy, Ubre or Wiggins? Yeah, I, I actually, you know what, guys, subscribe to Light Years Premium because we just talked about this. I'm taking Ubre. How about you, Sam? I think I'm still taking Wiggins. Oh my! God. 
I think, okay, this is, this is a salary thing, or, or this is a non-salary thing. Non-salary, was, he said non-salary. We're assuming they're both making the same amount of money. I still think Wiggins is a lot better defensively, and there's value there. But like, I don't think either of them are filling the role as a secondary creator. How's that sound? So, um, yes, Uber is a little better at being aggressive and just attacking the rim. And we're missing it tonight. Like, how much would you have? How much could they have used Uber cutting and getting like you know five to ten points just off of being aggressive to the rim? Like that probably would have won the game right there. I don't want to be corny, Sam, but Kelly Oubre, he looks like he enjoys playing basketball, man. <laughs> you know, anytime I got to watch Andrew Wiggins and James Wiseman on the court right now, I'm just like, damn, are y'all? I know COVID is rough on some people out here right now, but Jesus, can you guys can you guys put a smile on your face? Kelly Oubre is, you know, he, he's good. He shoots. Uh, he, he plays hard on defense. He's willing to, he's willing to play through contact. Willing to play like he just he just a fun he's a fun guy. He's a fun. It just there's nothing that tells me that Wiggins there's his unlocked potential offensively that the Warriors can get out of. No, him. no, no. I think I think I think what we've got out of Wiggins is what you're going to get out of him, which is it's just fine. It's not max worthy, but it's fine. Yeah, yeah. So give me give me give me Ubre, man. Plus he just I, I don't know, man. I like people. I like people that. That have fun playing basketball. Steph I do. I do want to say his fun. his lack of uh, his energy was missed. Um, <laughs> I, I do think it would have been noticeable tonight. But we're keeping moving. That's a great point. Yeah, the Warriors have very little energy. They were they were miserable tonight. That's why JTA was so fun tonight, right? Like JTA plays a game like he loves basketball. That's, like, yeah, that's, yeah, I mean, so sometimes you 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 need a couple guys on the roster like Kemp Bazemore does it too. Yeah, you need yeah. a couple guys on the roster who just are going to change the energy flow of the game. You can't just depend on Steph to be the only person who can change the energy flow or Draymond too. Yeah, yeah. What up? What up, guys? What's up, man? What's up? Yo, so I I love I love the Warriors. Obviously, I feel like every time we have a bad game, everyone's ready to jump ship and throw everyone off the boat. Keep Steph there. My only take and the biggest take is that this front office coaching staff has never developed any young studs. Why are we waiting and hoping for the Minnesota pick to land in the, in the, in the outside the top three? If we can get a guy like Beal, Levine, any of these stud scores, it's not like we, we, we picked wrong at number two. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just not the way we work. These guys can't draft. There's really no point of holding on and hoping to land one of these studs coming in next year when we don't even know if it's going to be a top three pick. Yeah, so I agree with you. I think that's I think that's an overarching point we've talked about in the pod all season, and like I, I, it's not even our pod. I feel like that's how all Warrior fans feel, which is we need to put all our chips on the table. Steph is still an MVP. Um, he's turning thirty three in a week, which is weird, but um, I think we still got at least three more years of Steph at this level. Let's not waste it. Let's not waste it putting, you know, like nothing against James Wiseman. I think James Wiseman is going to be a phenomenal player, but he might not be a phenomenal player before Steph's out of his prime. And it's, they need to go all in. They're trying to do, I brought this point up on other episodes. They're trying to do the, the Spurs thing where, you know, oh, we're going to develop Kawhi while we have Tim Duncan and Tony Parker and all these guys. And I'm like, it's just as easy to end up like the Celtics where everyone thinks you're super smart for doing it. And then, you know, three years later, everyone's like, ah, oh, you did all that stuff and it led to nothing. Exactly. Pain. 
Yeah, oh, you, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, look, we, we, ha- we have great guys on the team. Just get us some other playmakers. It's not like Clay's going to come in and all of a sudden he's going to be a great off the dribble. Clay doesn't do that. It's going to be Steph doing the same thing all over again. Yeah, I think there's a prevailing notion that uh, that they want to extend this for 10 years. And uh, you when you try to do both things, you end up doing none. Right. Like that's that's really you it, when you try you to do both well, things. Yeah. yeah it, it, you end up doing neither of them well. Um, and, and it, like the Warriors have the flexibility to go all in on one way. Like, and, and that's another problem is that they may not want to go all in. You mentioned Bradley Beal. They may not want to go all in on Bradley Beal. So I don't, I'm not saying that's good. That's a good or bad decision. That's a decision that I think that they're going to make and say, we don't want Bradley Beal. We don't want Zach Levine um, because they're not the type of players that flourish in our system in the way that we want to win basketball games. And uh, that may be the problem. I mean, we had a guy like KD. We appreciate you, man. Yeah, no problem. Keep moving. Uh oh, Luke, boys, how are we? What What did Justinian Jess up to this week? Uh, he got clamped, mate. He had a shitter of a game. Don't worry about. It. Let's move on. I'm already pissed off. <laughs> I um, <laughs> we've got to keep it real. Um, oh fuck. I know, I know you guys haven't brought it up, but. Good thing we got sold that fucking bullshit line about Jordan Paul playing, eh? That was that was fantastic. Like, it's not like we couldn't use any offense in the fucking second unit. That's all good. Sweet. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just I, I, you got heaps of fans here now, but I just want to say, can we all fucking lay off this what uh, Wiseman kid? Like seriously, can we just stop? He's under so much pressure in every single one of these games. We picked the kid, and but my but I want to want to ask you guys. Is we've kind of, we've kind of, we've been watching all these games with the boys in Discord. We've kind of fucked ourselves in a way now where we have to play him. Like you, like you said before, Andy, about Looney, right? He's great for defense, but the guy can't make a fucking layup. So we're sacrificing one end or the other. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just no, there's no, there's no yeah. either way. But and all these people saying, oh, let's get Bradley Bill. They got to be made available first. Yeah. And the problem is, and I don't know if you guys saw it as well, Steph in that post game, he, you see how he said, oh, I just don't know how to describe what happened at the end of the game? You can tell he's pissed off, right? Yeah. So what I what I want to ask you boys, I know I ask you every time I get on here, what is your gauge now to, you think you're just going to ride it out, not what this season's about? Or do you think something, they get pressured by certain people into going, okay, what what do we do here? It's a great question. Um, I think they're going to play the long game. Like, yeah. Andy, you can stop me if I'm wrong here. I, I just can't see them being overly aggressive over anyone who's available. But it could also be a situation where who's available right now that, like, okay, so they didn't trade for James Harden. We should say that. Uh, I don't know if they could have got James Harden, to be honest. Um, but James yeah. Harden was the last high-level player who made it known that he wanted out of his current situation. So they passed on James Harden. Um, they're going to say he wasn't a culture fit. I'm calling bullshit on that because um, yep. he's a phenomenal player. And, yeah, they may, they may have had to make some changes. But, uh, but you know, that, that's that. It, the real question is what they do this offseason because now we've seen a season of this. I really hope the, the plan is not we're going to get Clay back and James Wiseman will be a year better. And that's all that matters because 
I think that's unfair to both of them. I think that's unfair to Clay Thompson, who's had two years off with serious injuries. Like, I'm just hoping Clay's healthy next year. I hope Clay is just able to be productive in some capacity. I'm not expecting Clay to be the player we saw before his injuries next year. And then James Wiseman, phenomenal talent, uh, very likable player, and I think he'll be really good over time. But we're seeing what happens when you ask a young player to be too much too soon. It, it doesn't work that way. And, and a yeah. young and a young big man. That's it's the hardest. Yeah. It's the hardest to be a young big man to to adapt to the NBA, especially a young big man that that hadn't played professional basketball. So I'm with yeah. you on that. It, a a yeah. few for the I, kid. I just I just want to ask whether on top of that though, don't you think like I know you guys I know you guys are pretty plugged in, but if the if the game is that and we've kind of we don't agree with it. Aren't they kind of fucking themselves in the regard to the whole, okay, if we're going to keep playing this kid when we kind of have to because there's no offense on the floor at all, and then he's showing all these mistakes. Like, you can tell he's thinking about shit when he's dropping balls. You can just tell. When there's no plays run for him, he looks fine. But when he's, like, told to set a move to a post up, he's like, oh, fuck, 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 and he drops the ball, right? Same thing. So... Aren't we aren't we intentionally taking his trade value if we're going to move? If, say, for example, Bradley Bill says next week, I want out. Aren't we hurting ourselves right now by playing him? I I don't think they're well. Okay, number one, I don't think they're trading him. Uh, I don't think that's yeah, happening. Right, I don't right, think that. Yeah. So I I would throw that I would throw that out the the window. I, I think they're they're fully invested in in having drafted the kid and then developing him developing him to be a, a great center, which, you know, with Sam, I think he'll be great. I think Miles Turner is great. You, it took him three years you, to be you, you don't you don't think even if Bradley Bill came out to, to next week, you don't reckon they're flipping him. <laughs> Gundy, they wouldn't Gundy do it if they were Gundy head right now. Would you say yes or no? No, I don't think they'd do it. I don't think they'd do it. And and the thing is like they wouldn't do it for James Harden. And I think, you know, partly because yeah, okay. I mean, there's going to be a lot more than just James Wiseman, James Harden. But like, it's it's also like it's just that not the type of player that they want. Now, if you told me that Giannis coming on the market, yep. it's a different story. But yeah, so anyway, gonna Big Jim, give Big yeah. Jim some time. Feel, I'm, feel, I'm, feel I'm, bad I'm, for I'm him. I'm with him, boys. I know, I know you two are. I'm with him. I love him. I think he's he's our pick. We got to go with it. All I mean is just regarding. We keep analyzing every locker room, like going. It's not helping anyone, you know what I mean? That's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. That's yeah, what yeah. Anyway, I know you got you got guys lining up, so cheers, boys. Appreciate Let's you, Luke. Game, eh? Have a great night. Or morning. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna do a couple more and then we gotta get we gotta get going for the night. Anthony, what's up, my man? Yeah, yeah. You guys hear me? Yeah, yeah. What's up, what's up, man? Yes, sir. I was just thinking, you know, I'm watching the game and it's like there's part of me that just feels like I would move Wiseman now. I know you guys are not into that, but I think I would move him now. Because what if he's Marvin Bagley? And that's a that's a fair point. That is a I don't want to I don't want to consider that, but <laughs> it is a fair point like what if we're holding on to potential that in a year and a half like he I, I actually like this this analogy better. Andre Drummond, his rookie year, everyone was like, how did he fall to nine? He looks amazing. And then like two years later, everyone's like, ah, he's fine. But, you know, he's not, he's not a franchise player or anything like that. So I do think it's fair to wonder if the Warriors are like – going to hold him too long. Right. So I, I do think that's a fair point, but it comes back to the same question, which is 
for what? What are we moving it for? What, what is available? Who, who's being offered that they're saying no to? I don't know. I would do it for Beal, I think, probably only just okay. because ultimately, what if he is really good? But I watch him and it's like he doesn't rebound. And I just worry about the fact he can't rebound. And it's like, should we just think about the fact that everybody's hyping him up and maybe we can still get like top pick value for him? I don't know. If you hang on to him and he sucks, we can't get anything for him a year from now. You know, this, this is where, so this is where I think if you think of the front office as a business, I think they're holding on, right? Like they're holding on and they're trusting their guys to develop this. I not I hate to say asset, but that's what they think of it as. And for better be, or worse, yeah. for better or worse, I think this this is how they think of it. You know, when when you buy something and you've invested so much time and effort, and you think you're going to invest so much time and effort developing in it, you want that to be successful. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but I'm saying like that's how they think of it as, and I think that's why they wouldn't do it. And the Bradley Beal trade wouldn't just be Wiseman for Beal, right? It would be Wiseman, the Minnesota pick, and probably another couple first for him. Um, and I think and that's, they, that's where they'd be out of it. One, one of us, they demand Andy or me go <laughs> too. You know, that's that's. I'm not going to DC. I'm not going to DC. But you <laughs> I want to do that DC. though? I mean, I feel like I don't know. I feel like I would do that. I mean, you'd have but the deal on the Warriors. You would, but like uno- unequivocally, unequivocally, Anthony, they would not do that. So no, I, I, I get that's it. the I problem. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, I do know. agree with you. I think I would. I think he's that talented. But yeah. um, we'll see. So. We'll keep moving. Appreciate you, as always. Thanks, man. Somebody, Last, do, a, somebody do a Porzingis. Jeez, get the fuck out of here in the in the chat. <laughs> All right, we're going to do the last, right, last, last call of the night. Everyone who we don't get to tonight, come in tomorrow. I'm yeah. taking a screenshot of all the names. You will be moved to the front of the list. We're doing this after tomorrow's game, too. Hopefully a W. But let's get to uh, oh, our guy, Dylan. Nice. Dylan, hey, what's up, man? Not much. Um, y'all already kind of covered my question earlier, but I was just going to say we win tonight if we have Ubre, right? Like, Absolutely. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I just, yeah. And well, I guess do we the, win it? Do we win if the Blazers have uh, CJ and Nurkic? No, probably not. <laughs> um, but I guess the other part of my question to that is, I think what I ca- I was trying to do the max calculation on Ubre the other day. And I think his three-year max with us would be about 69, 70 mil. Would you guys do that? <laughs> Sam, you want to take – this is how we're getting out of here tonight. This is how we go out on a bang. I, I love myself some Kelly Oubre. Um, the lack of kisses and push-ups tonight were definitely noticed. The energy was down. You can't convince me Draymond wouldn't have scored six points instead of five if Kelly didn't throw a kiss his way. But um, – uh, I don't think he's getting a max. I think the real question is, do you keep Ubre? Let's say he's at the same contract value as uh, he is right now. Would you extend Ubre at the same like range of contract for the hold next up. few years? Oh, hold up. First of all, three years, $69 million for Kelly Ubre. First of all, $69 million. I mean, that's fucking perfect. I also, I, 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 didn't, I didn't even consider the fact that Dylan was trolling us with the number <laughs> <laughs> oh just uh so good um yeah three years at 14 million per yeah absolutely three years at 23 million per honestly sam who cares right because they can not pay my him. money 
right? They can pay him as much as uh as, as much as they can. Like it's not a salary cap thing. Joe's, not, Joe's got some. Joe's got some. Well, Joe's. Well, Joe. Joe. They did say Joe's trying to sell a minority stake to a SPAC, right? Like he's he's yeah. trying some new shit. Um, or, or an SPAC, whatever you want, however you want to say. I was just learning about that a couple of weeks ago. Very interesting. Joe Lacob just trying to be light years. Uh, which is not probably not a good thing you would think about the team's long-term kind of money spending, but uh, I think he's back with the team. I think they sign him, Sam. I, th- I think they sign him, and I, I think uh, I think what were you saying last time that they'll probably get him at about the same range, fourteen, fifteen million. I think I think they do that. I think you got to do that. They I don't have enough talent. I think that's a range he comes in at next year, and then you know it, it, it brings up the question which I brought up earlier tonight. So let's say you have Steph. You have Clay off of two injuries. So, you know, maybe he's uh, a little limited next year. Then you got Ubre and Wiggins, and you still have Draymond. You still have Wiseman, who you're developing. Um, it's not a bad starting point, but, like, what, what does that roster get you, right? Like, you, you got to upgrade it in some way or another, right? Yeah. I mean, I guess I guess the uh, – we'll get out of here here because we'll get out of here with this because this this is what we will be happy. I think uh, – I think uh, this would be nice, nice light years. Uh, you know, James Wiseman shows enough enough here potential to be like a good defensive center that that averages like 15 points just off off dunks and, and layups and a couple a couple threes. Hopefully, uh, you get Clay Thompson who's relatively healthy, right, Sam? Then you get veteran players because they want to come to a team that they think is a fringe contender while also saying like, hey, you can get big minutes um, on this team and have a good role. You start re-sign Kelly Oubre. You got Andrew Wiggins who's playing a less role. And then you get the Minnesota pick and draft someone who I think is number one on the board and is ready to play basketball today is Jalen Suggs, right? Like, is this not James Wiseman, right? Jalen Suggs is ready to play basketball today. Um, like, it's not like he's Jalen Green, who I don't think is ready to play. But Jalen Suggs is. And I think that's who you can get to play on the second unit. Now you have a team that's a lot better with some vets and, and some healthier players and some more talent. I think this that's what they're thinking. Um, so I don't know. I tried to sell that. that makes on a, on a that makes way. sense to me. That makes sense to me. Um, I'm expecting Brad Wanamaker next year anyway. So, you know, we're, we're going to leave it at that. We appreciate all of you. Hey, let me throw in tonight. one more thing real quick. Oh, okay. I just, well, we'll, I just we'll, wanted to we'll take uh, credit for the um, the Wiseman Slim Jims picture. I made that. If y'all ever need any other silly photoshops, hit me up. <laughs> oh, I, that is my favorite Photoshop. The uh, the Big Jim Slim Jim. With Kalina and Fitz in the background is a phenomenal photo. I we appreciate you all. We're going to be back tomorrow night after the game. Hopefully, better terms. Bye, guys. Everyone, I'm just going to say this. Everyone who didn't didn't speak tonight, I will get to you tomorrow. I see you all. I see you, Nathaniel. I see you, Cola Davis. I see Antonio Diaz, Jamil Prince, uh, on down the line. I see y'all. Bye, guys. Later.